0: hello and welcome back to touching base pr edition my name is jamie and i am still your host Today's episode I have Laura Jenkins with me who owns her own PR music company in the UK and it's such a fun chatty episode where we really get into the nitty gritty nitty gritty of PR and the music industry so I loved chatting with her 12 out of 10 great episode it's one of my favorites before we get into the episode we're going to talk some housekeeping items so first of all follow touching base on Instagram at touching base PR so you can stay up to date with all of that And also join our Facebook group, Touching Base PR Edition, so you can get connected in the industry and meet fellow listeners. I think it's going to be a really great, fun place for us all to connect. Let's talk about my personal and professional highlights for the week. Personal highlight, I packed up a lot of my college room today to bring stuff home for Thanksgiving. And then after Thanksgiving, I'm going to come back and wrap it all up and bring everything home so it's like really really real that it's getting real that i'm graduating how many times can i say real it's just really real that i'm graduating and it's crazy to me but i'm also so excited to start this next chapter of my life that while i'm incredibly sad to be leaving binghamton and the apartment that i've been in for two and a half years i'm really really excited to get my life together and move on from college for my professional highlight i just feel really good and satisfied with where I'm at right now. It's kind of strange because I haven't landed a job yet or like a post grad internship, but I've been doing so much networking and I've just been like wrapping things up with my internships that I'm doing right now and getting more responsibility in some of my other internships. So I just feel like really good and I'm just really hopeful about the job search for some reason, even though I haven't, I don't have any reason to be hopeful, but I'm just really hopeful about all of those opportunities. So all of that being said, let's hop right into this episode with Laura. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, My name is Laura Jenkins. I am the owner and head of PR at Your Forte, which is a boutique PR consultancy for musicians by musicians
0: amazing so we will get more into that a little bit later on but we're first going to start with a little hot seat segment so everyone can get to know you so the first thing I want to know from you is if you could meet and have dinner with any person who ever lived who would it be and why that is such a
1: great question and I would probably say like anybody who's ever lived anybody oh I would say I would say Michael Jackson. Ooh, why? Well, because he's like the king of pop. And like he had such a great voice. He was like an icon all over the world. And do you know what I'd probably stay away from like all of the like icky stuff, but like because <laughs> that's so controversial. But but I just really want to like
0: sit down because I think I think he was kind of like a very interesting character yeah for sure so follow-up question what is one thing that you would want to ask michael jackson oh you get a whole dinner with him but you just want need to share what dinner man
1: that is so hard um i would probably ask him who his biggest inspiration for singing was
0: that's a really really great question i think
1: Yeah. And then I'd want, and I want another go at this and I'd want to go see that person as well.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think for me in the past few weeks, I've been so tuned into like the news of like the U S presidential election and all of that jazz. And right before we got on this call, I saw a Instagram post from Michelle Obama about like transfer of power and I just thought it was a really great piece so now I would love to sit down with her and kind of see what she has to say
1: oh my gosh like that is that is such a better answer than mine I was just like who's the who's like one of the biggest people in the pop industry because like seriously that guy well, he had I asked this
0: so much coverage I asked this question to someone a few weeks ago and I think my answer was Taylor Swift so really <laughs> changes based on the day
1: like you have loads of time to think about this and come up with so many different answers no like genuinely the guy like there's some stats somewhere and he had he was like the top in the top 40 or something for like mm-hmm. years like literally just kept coming in and out of the charts like that must have been such a like that must have been such a, a crazy lifestyle you know along with along with people like Madonna and
0: all the sort of yeah for sure it's like old school you never get rock, rock stars rest you're always aren't it yeah yeah like I think
1: I I think like despite the fact that COVID has been a terrible experience for so many people I think that others have taken it as a chance to either ramp up what they're doing on a like on a side hustle that they've wanted to work on or they've been like taking it as a like a break like a well-needed break
0: let me tell you when Taylor Swift dropped her surprise album in the middle of July I was like girl you have been clearly busy and I have done nothing you
1: have been hustling like you did you have these this clear divide with lockdown life it's like those people who are kind of like we've got this opportunity to kind of do loads and be loads and all of that lot and they've just kind of let their creative spirits just roll and then you've kind of got this other half who actually have just needed time to recuperate and you know what I don't think it really matters what side of the fence you're on or even if you're kind of sat
0: in the middle of that fence
1: like whatever whatever is good for you is is good
0: for sure (laughs) I saw a post on Instagram about halfway through quarantine and it was like I hate seeing all these posts about, like, what have you done in quarantine? What new skill have you accomplished? Like, girl, if you got out of bed today, you did enough.
1: Right? If you got out of bed, I mean, you don't even have to, like,
0: get dressed. Even if you got out of bed in your pajamas,
1: <laughs> like, that point points for the pajamas.
0: <laughs> all right. I feel like I was in such a cycle at the beginning of quarantine. Like, wake up. Put on a different pair of sweatpants. <laughs>
1: Like I think like people like uh, like Fabletics or whatever it is, all those nice like yoga pants companies, mm-hmm. they must be raking it in. They must be like their year-on-year profits must be so high right
0: now. Right. I bought a pair of biker shorts in May. <laughs> and let me tell you, I have not worn biker shorts since I was probably 13. But I was like, <laughs> it's gonna be too hot to keep wearing leggings. What am I supposed to do?
1: but it's like hey we've like rolled around to winter now like the leggings leggings can
0: resurface yeah yeah and the thing is is like I feel like around fashion I feel like looking comfy and like dressing um warm and cozy is so much more acceptable in the winter than it is in the summer (laughs) it is but do you know what
1: like I think I mean certainly over my side of the pond I think people have just like accepted this nice sort of break in being allowed to wear casual zoom chic shall we call it mm-hmm. but I was saying to my um I do a raid I do like a radio segment for new music which I'll tell you about later but um this um I said to my my co-host I said oh like you know all these people doing interviews in the middle of lockdown they should uh they should ask the interviewer or the interviewee sorry to stand up and kind of like, like, are they wearing pajama bottoms? Or have yes. they actually bothered so to get
0: dressed? honey um I think probably back <laughs> right? in August, I had an interview for an internship. And so I put on a dress <laughs> and I was like sitting at my desk all nicely. And like this girl answered the Zoom call and she was literally in her bed. And I was like, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> but like
1: you'll see you're on the like fully dressed side I (laughs) said me and my co-host we were talking we said who would you hire the person who's actually bothered to get up and get dressed or the person who's actually kept their pjs on and I said I think I think i would be more inclined to go for the person who kept their pjs on because clearly they're working smarter not harder
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure and then the second question I have for you is what, what three words would you use to describe yourself Oh, honest,
1: loyal, and, oh, chatty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think chatty is definitely one of the words I would use for myself too. And then probably going off of that, I always say that one of my words is like, dumb, but not like not like academically but like sometimes <laughs> just like street life like street smarts i just like you lose me sometimes but you know what they say
1: they say like super intelligent people just have a lack of common sense so uh it, it's technically like a compliment to yourself okay.
0: i think it was a few weeks ago <laughs> i was sitting in my apartment and we were staring out at the windows and we were looking at the street lights and i was like mm. oh i I was like oh the streetlights just came on or something and then my friends were like oh yeah like they're all on automatic timers and I was like oh my goodness I thought that they were always on and you just couldn't see them when it was bright out (laughs) that's the stars babe that's the stars (laughs) I guess I thought street lamps were on the same page as stars (laughs) I mean I like
1: that alternative universe that sounds really nice (laughs)
0: So now, moving more into the more PR and career-focused questions, can you start by talking a little bit about where you went to school and what you got a degree in?
1: Sure. I mean, I actually went to uh, university at Canterbury Christchurch, which is in the southeast of England, and I didn't do anything to do with PR. I did primary education um, to teach um, like young children up until the age of about ten or eleven, and. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie I hated it <laughs> um I, I knew but whilst I was doing the degree that it wasn't for me and um that actually I would have preferred to do something in communications or music or media um but I actually I was I was in a long-term relationship at the time and to go off and do that sort of a degree would have meant it, essentially having a long-term relationship so I picked the relationship at that time and you know this is for anybody listening out there <laughs> if he or she or they is the one, or are the one, they will wait for you. (laughs) So go to the go to the university that you need to go to and do your thing because like learn from my mistake It's a very painful mistake and it's taken me a very long time to actually come around to do what I want to do.
0: (laughs) I think that is the advice everyone (laughs) needs to hear every day (laughs) of their life. Like life hack number one, if they're meant to be in your life, they will always be in your life. (laughs) Amazing. So then how did you kind of stumble into PR and how did you work your way back around to find PR? So um,
1: obviously being taught to be a teacher, you have to be able to speak in front of classes and, and take control of situations, be very adaptable and um, be creative in how you're delivering education to young children to keep, their, um, to, to keep them engaged. So I took those soft skills, which are very transferable, and I, I ended up in um, various different learning and development roles before coming into a um into an IT role where actually I was promoting um do you know e-learning e-learning packages where yeah you, yeah like you go online you do your course online and I managed to promote this course and the uptake increased by something like 386% wow and I realized I was like do you know what i i can actually do this i can do the promotion and i can like sell a product or a service so then i went to work for an agency um which was working in the ad tech martech sector and i kind of picked up loads loads of um, experience there and what to do what not to do what's good etiquette bad etiquette and that was kind of like my my first official foray into PR but looking back now actually there have been side hustles and side projects like I did a charity calendar years ago and all of those were I was PRing things without knowing that's what I was doing and then I've, I've got my own my own business now so it's, it's been a, a wild ride
0: yeah <laughs> for sure now let's talk about having your own business and getting started with that so can you kind of talk a little bit about what you do in your business and what a day to day might look like for you.
1: So, um, as I mentioned in the intro, um, it's, a um, PR consultancy by musicians for musicians. So I'm a musician o- always have been since very young age. And, um, the principle behind your forte is to provide a flexible, affordable service to musicians, whereby we help them PR their music, um, and um get them recognition in sort of like iTunes charts um across various publications blogs net scenes whatever their goal is we help them spot Spotify playlists as well um radio and so a, a day-to-day there isn't really a, a day-to-day mm-hmm. schedule for me it's, it's very up in the air I mean um every, every morning I work with Uh, a business that actually tries to get music back into school so that's a fairly fixed a a fixed slot and I enjoy doing that because it's almost paving the way for um the next generation of musicians which is lovely Um, but then after that it becomes a little bit of a, a a mishmash I can be doing anything from writing press releases collating media lists um doing onboarding with clients listening to new music I get to listen to so much new music from so many amazing artists and that's probably one of my favorite parts of the job um I get to uh, do some coaching with musicians host um co-host a new music segment on a radio station I work with a local radio station as well to kind of like make more opportunities for up and coming and emerging artists tour management um no two days are the same and that my time can be split with any of those activities for any amount of time um and recently I've just been asked to um to head a team of freelance PRs um to promote a charity single I can't say too much more about it because it's still under embargo (laughs) but Um, but the actual project uh, has seen me working with some amazing PRs in the music space so yes it's it's all about collaborating not just with the artists or or the journalists or the bloggers or the the radio presenters but also with other other professionals in the space so yeah I'm I'm podcasting do podcasts and live streams as well frequently it's a I really enjoy that as well so yeah
0: for sure (laughs) so Talking a little bit about starting your own business, what was it like getting started, taking that leap of faith to go ahead with it and finding clients to begin with?
1: Um, it was a minefield. Um, I don't come from a business background at all. I've never seen, my, my parents weren't business owners, they, they were employed. Um, finding Finding clients wasn't too difficult because I was already in a space and I was doing a lot of work in the local community where I'd already kind of identified clients it was just a case of kind of formalizing that so um I had to pay my dues to the industry I had to do a lot of years for free and kind of like watching people or um helping out on tours and that included things like uh like sewing up costumes um running and getting people's cups of tea or oh no I forgot this or I left this in the van or go get me a sample whatever it was helping packing up and packing down the stage um but obviously I had to like register as self-employed register the business start up with an accountant because books are not I'm not my thing like I I can't do accountancy um but honestly the biggest thing that I've learned from it all is um number one business plan because I just kind of dived heads you know feet first into it really and uh that's always been my my strategy (laughs) it's always been my strategy um I just kind of dove straight in saw what happened I made definitely made mistakes along the way but I've learned I've used them as I don't really like the word mistake I like the word learning opportunity so I had lots of learning opportunities um which I've learned from and all I'd say is if anybody's considering doing their own business or starting freelance just go for it just know know what you're worth though and make sure that you're being paid for your hours because that was something that I really battled with for not because people weren't willing to pay me, but because I w- wasn't willing to identify my own worth in terms of uh, pounds or dollars in terms of your audience. So, yeah.
0: yeah. for sure. I definitely think that just diving feet first into it is the best way to go because I feel like you just really need to take that leap of faith and go for it. I think when I was starting this podcast, it was kind of like, I want to start a podcast. I was still waiting for my mic to come in the mail. I was like, I'm just gonna wait for my mic to come in the mail and then we're gonna start it. And then one day I'd like literally just posted on my Instagram story. And I was like, by the way, I'm starting a podcast. First episode out Sunday. This was like before my mic came in, before anything, before I knew how to upload a podcast, make a podcast, literally before anything. I was like, by the way, first episode out Sunday. So you kind of have to hold yourself (laughs) accountable there. Oh my gosh. Holding, like having
1: some sort of accountability is possibly the hardest thing when you get started and Mm -hmm. having like deadlines because there's you know well obviously the client will chase you for things but there's no sort of like boss or manager to say oh hey like Laura have you done this press release you know or have you done that and I'm very much I'm a bit of a night owl so actually most of my creativity happens at night so I I like having my daytime, or like my afternoons free. So I'll work in the morning, I'll have my afternoon free and then I'll come back to things at night because I find that's my creative process. Mm -hmm. But that's one of the benefits of working for yourself. So if if you like flexible hours and, you know, whatever, go for it.
0: (laughs) I feel like it can be hard to, I think that holding yourself accountable and setting goals come work really hand in hand with each other. But I also think like, With PR, it can be so hard to set a goal because you just don't know if your client is going to get picked up by someone. So like, you can hold yourself accountable for sending out this many, X many emails or press releases a day, but you never know when it's actually going to get picked up. So you can't necessarily set a goal like, I want to be picked up by this date
1: it is so, so difficult and there's so many different factors that come into play. So it's not just making sure that you have written a really great press release. It's not just making sure that you've got a really great pitch or that you've targeted your media exquisitely. Um, It could just come down to something like, oh, the release falls on a day when some enormous world event happens and nobody's interested in anything else other than this world event. Or, um, it, it, it could just be it's just timing or somebody another artist might have dropped something you know in the music world and there's there's no guarantee and actually it can be hard to work with clients and um be honest and transparent with them and say look there's no guarantee that I can get you coverage in well I can't guarantee that I'll get you coverage it just it just depends on whether people like the music but you know I will try and this is and this is the best strategy that we can play to optimize your chances of that and it is all a game of optimization rather than guarantees so I guess I don't know PR is a little bit of a gamble really isn't it it really um,
0: is because I feel like marketing like paid marketing you can say oh yes all you have to do is pay and you'll have your face on a billboard but with PR, it's like we're not going to pay to get you a spot in a newspaper. You're gonna have to, we're gonna we can push you out there in the best way possible, but there's no guarantee that they're gonna like you.
1: Yeah. And there's that whole saying of um, I mean, I'll use a slightly different analogy because I don't know the age of your of your listenership. So (laughs) we'll keep it PG. Um, but basically like marketing is is saying to everybody oh my cakes i make are absolutely awesome they're the best cakes ever i'm the best baker in the world whereas pr is getting somebody else to say that and the the power in that is unreal so when my artists release new music it's okay them saying this is such a banger of a tune but actually unless a radio presenter from like what would be bbc over here or um jazz fm or or you know like the usual Uh, unless unless the presenter's saying it it doesn't really hold much weight and so that is why PR is a little bit more of a gamble than marketing but it is so much more powerful it holds so much more power and and worth and value so um so yeah and in in an industry such as music where everybody's making music these days and it's such an oversaturated market it's it it can be hard. It can be really hard to cut through the noise, but again, it's all, it all comes down to strategy and and targeting. So once you've nailed that, you can really, you can almost guarantee that you're going to get a slot.
0: For sure. And it's always like, when you do land that media hit, it's like the most rewarding feeling. I remember when I was at my first internship, I was sending out pitches on pitches on pitches. I was working for a alcohol liquor company And it was for the 4th of July. So I was pitching all these people that did like Memorial Day drink lineups. And I was like, hey, if you're going to do a 4th of July one, include my client, here's a recipe. And it was, it's so frustrating because no one's answering you. You don't know what to do. And then finally you get that one email back and they're like, yeah, we'll feature you. And you're just like, yes, greatest feeling in the world. And then seeing it it in print for the first time, it's just like, I did that. (laughs) It's such a win. And I don't think...
1: If you're not in the PR industry, nobody can describe what that win's like for you. And, um, you know, like for me, the equivalent is getting getting an artist on like a national radio station or or a really great Spotify list that's got, you know, hundreds of thousands of listeners. And um, I mean, probably the biggest win that I've that I've really felt to date that really made me smile was um, there was a relative newcomer to the Country music scene over here called Becky Lawrence, and she had this um single You Say. And she came to me for some help, and we sort of worked out this really great like strategy between us. And she was happy, I was happy, and it went out. And as soon as it dropped, it hit number one in the genre, like on iTunes. And so now when we're doing PR for her, we can say she's a chart topping artist and it and um, those little wins can actually make your PR strategies easier.
0: Yeah, those little wins around. getting those
1: buzzwords. Yes. Yes, exactly. So once you've once you've got it, that's that's great. You can then use it for future pitches and that's that's such a winner that is such a bonus
0: (laughs) yeah for sure so a question I kind of like to ask everyone is um what are essential skills you think are necessary to PR but I'm kind of going to rephrase that for you so kind of as a business owner when you're looking to bring on an employee for your business what are skills you're looking for for that person
1: definitely excellent communication skills um that's uh, if, if you're not a great communicator then pr probably isn't for you because it's you've got to communicate dear succinctly um with in engaging in an engaging way um and also probably not a skill so much as a personality trait um i'm i'm really into transparency and that probably goes against the grain for a lot of agencies where um with, with all due respect to them but they have their processes and and those processes sometimes muddy the water a little bit and the and the honesty factor isn't always there whereas for me i I really like that being honest and transparent because if you set your your goals with your client and you set your boundaries then you're not going to set yourself up for failure or, or tie yourself in a knot so um so that you have to be and definitely proactive um be a proactive get out there enthusiastic um motivated person to to really rope in rope in that coverage be hungry for it
0: yeah for sure so what do you kind of think is the biggest piece of advice you would tell someone that wants to work in pr be prepared uh
1: for a long learning process be humble and open to um suggestion and advice and f- like like it's got it's criticism really isn't it it's, it's um constructive criticism um but just know that the the payoff is worth the cost of of like the late nights or the the stress (laughs) because like actually it's it is worth it be careful as well just be careful like how you learn how to phrase things carefully I think that's the biggest that's the biggest um if you can be a good be a good wordsmith and phrase things very cleverly then you can often make things sound
0: more than what they are without lying Definitely. I think <laughs> I think a thesaurus is your best friend. I yeah, th- yeah. Constantly find myself Googling like a certain word and then synonym sy- synonym. synonym. And it, like definitely like even like just with school, I'm like writing chicken
1: tactic.
0: Yeah. So I have two more questions for you. One kind of fun one and one kind of final wrap it all up question. So the fun kind of question I have for you is working in the music industry is such a big entertainment company industry, working all of that. What is kind of the coolest thing you think you've done or achieved? Oh, so many
1: great, um, so many great moments. Um, oh, okay. I got to work with, um, I got to work with an artist who's actually from the US, from New York, who's featured on the Juice Friends, Big Bang Theory, like um, uh, Broadway and all that lot. So that was kind of like a real awestruck moment. And then another, like kind of like the caliber of artists and and who they've worked with, that is that's amazing and I met, I met um, a record, a really big record producer when I was in Cannes uh, last year, and that was the most surreal experience, because I didn't actually know he was a record producer, <laughs>
0: <Amazing>. <laughs> was a random person. <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes, like, I, my dad worked for Madison, my dad still works for Madison Square Garden, but growing up, he, like, worked for the Knicks, and, like, college basketball games, so, like, he'd send me pictures of him and like all these celebrities and it's like I would be like oh that's so cool and then he would come home and be like Jamie did you have any idea who that even was and I was like no not a clue but cool that you met them
1: yeah but you know what some of them are so no say some of them all of them are so down to earth and just normal people and that's really humbling that's that's really nice that they're
0: yeah for sure So my final wrap it all up question is looking back on your journey and getting getting to where you are today, is there anything that you would do differently?
1: Yes, I would have taken my advice at the beginning of this podcast and gone to do the university qualification that I wanted to and not cared what anybody else thought because your education and your, career choices are something that are going to impact your day-to-day life so I probably would have done that differently but that being said I don't regret my my journey I'm actually very grateful for it
0: yeah for sure well thank you so much for being here and chatting with me about your journey and your experience it was so great having you no thank you so much for having me
1: I really appreciate it
0: (laughs) And I will have all of your links down below so everyone can come on and find you and connect with you on social media. Perfect. I'm super
1: active on social. So if anybody drops me a hi, I'm always there to say hi back and answer any questions. So
0: (laughs) amazing. And to all of the listeners, if you're still here listening, thank you so much. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode.